Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Kyla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Layla, can you open us up in prayer, please? Yes. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for the word that you've given us, Lord, that you've given through your apostles and your prophets, Lord, to write down and keep in a book for us to read, Lord, that we can have your word before us day in and day out, Lord, so it's not departing from before our eyes, God, and that we have your word written on the tablets of our hearts, Lord. We have something to draw from in which we can get the instruction, Lord, and learn more about you, God, who you Mm -hmm. are and how you operate, Lord, and what it is that you desire. And God, I ask that you'll open each and every one of our hearts to receive the message and the word that you have for us today, Lord, as we discuss and edify with each other during this devotional, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to our morning Bible study as we continue in Romans. So we're in chapter three, still in chapter three, Mm -hmm. and this morning, um, we're going to read 9 through 20. And I know, yes, we've already covered verse 9, but we're going to reread it because it is kind of the, uh, I'll say, hinge point, if you will, on this thought that the Apostle Paul is, is bringing out, right? So we're going to reread verse 9 and then continue on. So can I get a volunteer to read verses 9 through 20, please? I will. All right, Charles. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we are previously charged, both Jews and Greeks, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb, while their tongues have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Hmm. Amen. Amen. And there is a lot in there. Well, we're going we're gonna to get back to our, our custom tradition, as it were, and open the floor up to you guys, right, to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to each of you. And of course, if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and ask them. So, that being said, who would like to begin? I would. Okay. Um, my attention was drawn to verse 20 where it said, Therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his, as in Jesus' sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So what he's saying is, um, Paul that is, we are not justified by our actions or good charitable deeds, if you will, because you did something um, quote-unquote good, it's not your 
actions or the things that you do outwardly that justify you it's your faith in jesus christ um remember when jesus was talking to the pharisees and he said um jesus was actually talking to his disciples and he told them to beware um of their actions like the pharisees they were like a cup washed on the outside but filthy on the inside so not really clean and jesus was teaching on uncleanliness and he said it's not what goes into a man that makes him unclean but what comes out so it's not your outward actions per se that either condemn or justify you but those have um a relative to connection to what how you are on the inside so um yesterday we brought up abraham and um, when he would, when God asked him to circumcise himself, his outward demonstration of taking that rock and circumcising himself was a reflection of what was on the inside of him. He wanted to please God and he wanted to do whatever it is that the Lord asked him to do. Not just because um, he saw the, the physical benefit of what it would produce that he could have a son, but because he wanted to please God. He wanted that well done in the end. And so... Um, in the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, there were guidelines given for the children of Israel for them to um, follow, not for them to try to use that to get into heaven, but to like kind of um, keep them on, on track because then they didn't have the Holy Spirit as we have now to minister directly to us. They had prophets that got the word from God and then the prophets told it to the people. So it was more like a, a third-hand message, not... A, a, a direct connection and so um in a in a later gospel paul talks about um the law that he had no idea there was a sin of like theft unless the ten commandments had said do not steal similar to adam and eve when they were in the garden they didn't know what sin was until they ate the fruit and then they knew that the good and then there was evil and there was sin and then they knew the difference but before then they were innocent in the eyes of God. And so back to the law, we didn't, there was no um, knowledge of sin beforehand until it was brought and called to our attention. And it kind of reminds me of um, when mommy would tell me something like, um, make sure you vacuum all the way by the baseboards, take the hose off the vacuum and vacuum in the corners because there are bugs there. I would have never have guessed to do that unless she had said something. I was gonna vacuum the middle of the floor, make it look good and call it done. And left the edges not so done. So um, when we look at God in, in the word and we look at the things that he tells us, it's not a point for him to throw it in your face and like rag on you and try to um, condemn you, but it's more of, hey, son or daughter come look at this this is this is what i said this is my standard and this is what you're doing over here now it's not to be mean or knock somebody upside the head but it's to go hey let's fix this come back over here so that you can have the greater blessing that i have for you the place that i go to prepare for you that's what he ultimately wants everybody to receive and when we decide that um and this is for me too not just anybody else it applies to everybody when we decide that 
we're not going to meet the standard. We're not going to follow what God says. We have life and death before us. Choose this day whom you will serve. And we choose to serve whatever it is, whether it's movies, people, whatever the case is, we miss out on the blessing and we um, disqualify ourselves from being what God called us to be, to um, achieving that higher thing and that greater reward and that greater prize that we look for but sometimes we look in the wrong places and that's what mm-hmm. causes us to deviate and get off track it's a it's a good point um you brought up a, a lot of good points but there was one especially that wasn't necessarily drawn out so we're going to talk about it now right okay and you mentioned about the baseboards and with mm-hmm. vacuuming and you what you're articulating was that you did not understand fully the why the things were being done, right? And yes. to the level of, I'll say, thoroughness with which that task needed to be accomplished, right? Yes. So let's tie back to this, right? Mm-hmm. Paul is discussing the advantages and disadvantages, if you will, um, versus Jews and Greek or Jews and Gentiles, right? But then he's saying, essentially that sin nullifies it, right? They're both charged. We have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin, right? They understood the law. They were given the oracles of God, the commandments, the judgments, the statutes to keep, to uphold, to observe them, Right? But then he also goes into this um, with all these verses from Psalms, Ecclesiastes, and um, Isaiah, right? As as where all these uh, really verses 10 through 18 come from, right? Various chapters and and verses within those, those few books. And he is essentially articulating that it's not just your birthplace, in being born as a Jew that makes you righteous, right? Uh, no one, essentially what he's getting at is no one is righteous of themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, why? There's an understanding that has to happen. And all Paul is saying is exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 5, right? Um, so we could turn to Matthew 5 real quick, right? Because it applies here. We're talking about the law, right? And mm-hmm. what it said is that the law reveals sin. It makes people more aware of sin. Right? But then our role is to seek the Lord and, and learn his thoughts and his ways. Uh, and I'll say thoughts towards sin and what it is un- to understand it better, right? And I'm not saying we need yes. to learn what sin is and all those things, right? We need to learn the Lord's thoughts and his ways so we can do them, right? But his view and his perspective. So if the law, if people are, become more aware of their actions as a result of the law, and, and by that I mean what is against the Lord and his word, okay? Isn't that something we would want to know? So that way we can not do those things, not practice those things? Yes, So in Matthew 5, in verse 17, Christ says this, 
Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law until it is all fulfilled or until all is fulfilled. Right? And then in verse 19, he continues, Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men, so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great. Right? Yes. And it says, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom. Right? Yes. Um, but then he begins by breaking down the commandments because, and, and I don't say breaking them down is probably not the correct term, right? But he uses the commandments because the mindset was, well, I haven't done the act, so I haven't broken the law, right? How many times in our own lives, and not, I'm not, no one has to answer this, right? But it's just a question to, we can ask ourselves and examine ourselves. Have we kind of tried to move the boundaries and give ourselves uh, more gratitude or more grace than is allowed or acceptable, right? So in the next few, I'll say, parts of this, Jesus states what was meant, right? Yes. And that's Matthew five twenty one. You've heard it was said to those of old, you shall not commit murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Right? And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Right? And again, in verse 27, you have heard it said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Right? Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then again, verse 31, furthermore has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let her... Let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. And then verse 33, again, you've heard it said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. And, and he keeps going through all of these um, commandments, right? Verse 38, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. Right? Yes. So he not only goes through the the commandments, but he also is instructing them so that they can understand what the Father actually, our Heavenly Father that is, actually meant when he gave the commandments because the understanding clearly was lost along the way it wasn't taught as it should have been right yes but it also is there and designed to show us 
and demonstrate and prove to us how badly, if you will, how imperative, how like significant it was that Jesus came to be our Lord and Savior. We needed a Savior. There was no way we could carry out or fulfill the law, which is what Paul is getting at here. Mm-hmm. Right? The law was just there to show you how much sin you were committing, if you will. Right? There's no way you could actually uphold it. If you fully understood the law and what was required in the law, then you would realize it would, uh, I'll say it was almost futile. Right? Like there's no way you could accomplish it in and of yourself. We just didn't have that righteousness. But then there's also, it's also said, it's also written, that we are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Because he came and is that spotless, blameless lamb and paid the cost, redeemed us of sin and of the curse, then in him we have our righteousness, not of ourselves, right? And you see that argument made constantly in Jesus' time, right? We talked previously, some of the past episodes about whether it was John the Baptist or it was Jesus, they said very similar things, right? Don't say to yourselves, we're children of Abraham or sons of Abraham or, or sons of, of Mo- children of Moses, right? Don't say that to yourselves and think, well, I'm good. I was born in, so I'm good. I can do whatever I want. I can live however I want. He's saying, no, that, that's not the case here. You've misunderstood. But listen, understand what the Lord actually intended when he said these things mm-hmm. and observe what he is saying and in faith access that grace and live it out in, in its fullness. Does that make sense? Yes. Any questions on that? No. No. Okay. Anyone else have something they want to share? Is the Lord speaking to them about? I mean, I have a question. <laughs> okay. What's the poison of asp? What does that mean? That's a snake, and asp is a mm-hmm. snake. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, venom. Basically, mm-hmm. snake venom. Mm. So clearly, it's deadly. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, mm-hmm. so the other thing I want to bring up, since there's not a lot of people sharing, right? Which is okay. Like I said, share what the Lord has for you to share, right? Just say what He says to say. No more, no less, right? Um. What I love about this section, and we've brought this up in other places, right? Paul has, you know, it's a gift of the Lord, obviously, but Paul approaches everything, if you will, from this scholarly, I'll say even legal standpoint, right? Where he says, this is the argument. And then academically, scholarly, legally, right? Like a, like a high-priced attorney, yes. He's, he starts laying out, all the arguments and here's all the facts that prove exactly what's being discussed and you see him start doing that here right yes so like i said that's why we reread verse nine is 
what then? Are we better than they? So in other words, are, um, are Jews better than Greeks? Are Jews better than Gentiles? And when it comes to sin, no. Right? That's what he's saying, right? For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, or Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. Right? Which is what we were just discussing. The only redeeming grace that we were given came through Christ, comes through Christ, mm-hmm. which we can receive freely mm-hmm. through faith. Right? Yes. Oh, yes. It goes back to previous statements that Paul makes, right, about, um, oh, just escape me, <laughs> forgive me, right, okay. but he's, he's talking about accessing, uh, it's grace through faith, but then also it's, it's not about whether you're, you're Jew or Greek, right, um, he has sheep, the Lord even said, I have sheep of this fold, right, that you don't know about, or not of this fold, excuse me, mm-hmm. I have sheep that are not of this fold, but he said that all the way in the Old Testament, and with the understanding of the Lord that he's been given, right, about the word, he is revealing that and, and combating some of the, the misunderstandings or ways that we have misinterpreted mm-hmm. both the word and the intention or meaning of what the Lord was getting at. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can look at us today, so we were talking about God being the standard um, earlier in chapter three, let God be found true and every man a liar. He is the standard. And through his grace and mercy and his um, hmm, omnipotence, he knew what the route was that we would have to take in order to redeem his people back to himself and to provide that. And in that, he laid out steps to help lead us ultimately to Jesus Christ because he is the only way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. So he set up all of these things to bring us to the conclusion that without him we can do nothing. But with him all things are possible, including going to heaven, right? Being reunited with our Heavenly Father when we believe, if and when we believe God um, concerning that. Um, sorry, excuse me. And with that, there is the understanding that the law is not, um, when the law is whenever God speaks, he is setting a standard. It's not just limited to the law of Moses that we, or the 10 commandments that we reference. Um, and, um, it's everything that God says we're accountable for. But then in that understanding, you know, present day, what it looks like, how we would go, what's our version? I'm a Jew. So I'm, that means I'm good. Well, I go to church. I grew up in church. That means I'm okay. I, I know Bible verses. I'm good. You still have to believe and access Jesus Christ through faith in order to, um, come to that place of righteousness with God. It's not obtained any other way. There's no, there's no metric as humans that we could use to qualify ourselves to be in his kingdom, to qualify ourselves. Um, sometimes we comfort ourselves with going, I'm a good person. So I must be okay. Well, I, um, I'm nice to people, so I'm okay. But every human that has 
walked this earth with the exception of Jesus Christ has failed in living up to the standard and the measurement and the metric that God has for us that says, yes, you're approved. Well done. Everybody has failed and missed it except for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just comfort in your mind is God knew that Adam and Eve were going to fail in the garden. He knew that. And because he would not be all knowing if he didn't know that. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. But it would also be impossible for him to call the end from the beginning. Exactly, which was leading me to Jesus could not be the lamb slain before the foundation of the world if God did not know that he would be needed in this way and did not know the sin that was going to happen like relatively quickly after placing man and woman in the garden. Amen. So depend on God's grace and do your part. Do you know? your side of the covenant with God. He's made his covenant with us and we make our covenant with him and we honor that. But don't come to a place of futility in your mind and resting in things that in and of themselves do not provide salvation. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so there's a lot in there. So, so let's pause there for, for today. Okay. And, um, We'll give you time to process it and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. And, and of course, if you have any questions on anything we've shared or discussed, please reach out, contact us uh, at a day of prayer at yahoo.com. Or, baby. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, oh, no, that's our email. email. Yes. yes, I'm sorry. Email is a day of prayer at yahoo.com and or on our website at a day of prayer.org. That's right. I'm so, so sorry, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I Lord, we just thank you that you're a good God and you hold us accountable, God, and that you have given us a way to understand you, God, but also be reconciled to you, God, that you provide justice and structure, God. Lord, we just thank you for our listeners and our partners, God, and for everyone that sows into the ministry, God, and those, the people that come to be a part of the podcast with us, God. We lift up our listeners and our partners, God, and we thank you for you, God, for we thank you for them, God. And we continue to stand in the gap, God, and intercede on their behalf, God. And we ask that you move in their lives, God, and minister to them. That you continue to touch their lives and manifest and sow yourself strong on their behalf, God. We just thank you for it. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.